Welcome to episode four of the Anime Book Club. We're going to be covering JoJo's episodes seven, eight, and nine. Matt, we're already breaking our two episodes a uh, episode rule. It's a fast sprint at the end. It was one of those things where originally I had in my head that we could wrap JoJo one and start JoJo two in the same episode, and I'm really glad we made the choice to just do this all in one big lump. God, I don't want to spoil too much. I'm, I'm torn on that decision though because where you left me, where you made me leave. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be one of those cases where it's like the moment the microphones turn off, we're going to go run and watch the next one. It might be. So let's jump right into this. Episode 7 has multiple titles, but I'm going to go by the Verve title of Sorrowful Successor. We open in Tibet, 1863. We have Ton Petty and our boy Zapelli wrapping up uh, Zapelli's training. I got strong Avatar The Last Airbender vibes out of this. Did you? I see where you're coming from there. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, they're, you know, they're up on ropes. They're talking about training and all that kind of stuff. A fun little note here is uh, Tom Penny mentions that Zapelli's ready for the Celestial Gate, a thing that we never see. You're right. There was no conclusion to that. He's like, you're, you're about to check out the Celestial Gate, buddy, and they never address it. I feel like a complete idiot because it wasn't until this scene where I finally like, oh, his name is Tom Petty. <laughs> it's literally one letter changed barely in a smush together yeah it's it's absolutely incredible all tibetans are named tom petty so uh we then have a moment where they're right about to wrap up the training and zapelli's like hey remember you told me that i'm going to be totally doomed if i finish my training could you perhaps give me more details yeah they never that was keep bugging me they never uh explain how he's going to die like I don't even think Mr. Tom Tom Petty goes on to explain. He's like, yeah, but you're going to fulfill your purpose if you die. He doesn't even give him that. Yeah, no, he's just like, yo, yo, homie, you doomed. And Zapelli's like, <laughs> it's great, too, because Tom Petty's all like, do you really want to know? And he's like, well, I've already started training, so can you tell me if my death is worth it? And they shake on it. And my God, Matt, this is the most on-the-nose literal prophecy I think I've ever heard. Because he, he then goes on to basically describe the situation that we left off in episode six. He's like, you're in a torture dungeon. A kid's going to open a door and the young lion will be released. Like, that's the most vague it got, too. You will release the young lion. Exactly. And then we pick off where we left off. Uh, Zapelli slow walking towards our man Tarkus. Mm, yeah. Wagon is yelling in the distance. No, that was, that might be the height of this whole episode is just that saunter, the yeah. badass saunter from Zapelli, because it's hard to put into words how he looked walking into there, accepting his fate. Z Zapelli looks so cool walking towards the fight until the fight begins. Well, when the fight begins. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem is I really wish they had let Zapelli win a fight because if we look back on this show, Zapelli knees Jack the Ripper in the face and does nothing else of consequence. How do you feel about your boy Speedwagon? I've loved Speedwagon. Speedwagon okay. don't need wins. Speedwagon gets the W's just talking. <laughs> so uh, as we have, JoJo is continually useless. He's tugging at his collar and uh, Tarkus talks about how he's just overall not impressed with Haman. I kind of agree with Tarkus. At this point, oh, translation, Haman, does that mean ripple? Yeah, that's what ripple is. So, okay. in certain translations, so Sendo is the name of the overall fighting style, and then Haman is used interchangeably with ripple. There we go. Important. This is, these are the things that'll matter for another 10 episodes of the podcast. The fight begins with Tarkas. So, Zapelli actually does a lot of cool anime dodging. Like, they even do like the zip sound, like showing, like, oh man, he's so quick. Yeah, they start off with him looking, you know, pretty fine. 
And then he makes the mistake of going on the offense. He does our first overdrive of the episode, the tornado overdrive, which is like a corkscrew kick. He, he basically does like a dull seam attack from Street Fighter. But before you can even really go like, hey, look at that, looks kind of neat. Uh, Tarkus moves quicker than anyone could imagine and wraps his chain around Zapelli and then yells, uh, hell heaven snake kill. And then uh, has everyone all kind of tangled up. And yet again... <laughs> Haman being absolutely worthless, Zapelli admits that the chains are so tied around his midsection that he can't breathe and can't use Haman. Yep, he's being strangled from his uh, out from his chest region, apparently, is the way he described that. So they got this weird, like, uh, seesaw contraption at this point yeah. where everyone on the bad end of the seesaw is getting <laughs> murdered. That does seem to be the two ways this works. So Tarkus is on the ground. JoJo's pressed up against the ceiling. Is he's getting super choked and Zapelli is just having a time Speedwagon watching just like, oh my God, this is awful. But before he could even talk about how awful it is, uh, Zapelli just gets straight up ripped in half. Oh, I thought we were going to approach that with more drama because yeah. I don't even really know how to put too much drama into it. Like they, they kind of milk it a little bit. This is, I think one of the first times where it seemed like Speedwagon could have done something. Like what? nothing was stopping him. What could he have done? I he could have yelled at Tarkus at point blank or something. I don't know. Uh, next to throwing Poco at Tarkus, I'm not quite sure what Speedwagon could have brought to this fight. It's a valid strategy. <laughs> He's got the sword on him. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he does have the sword. But yeah, it's it's real crazy to see. Like Zapelli just gets it rotten. He gets ripped in half and he loses like part of his left arm too. It's not even like ripped. Like the chains are just tear through his mitt, like they're closed around him. He's pinched in half. It's it's real rough. Uh, so we have our half, or I guess technically. So oh wait, here we go. Here's semantics for you. Do we count Zapelli as in half or in three pieces? What's the third piece? What are you counting? His uh, arm at the his left arm at the elbow. Oh yeah. I would say in half, and then one of the half is missing a piece. Cool, because that'll depend on how my notes are written from now on. So Zapelli <laughs> and JoJo are laying on the ground. Tarkus admits that uh, he's actually surprised that uh, JoJo is still alive because that, he claims, broke his neck. So he got kind of like a two-for-one. He ripped Zapelli in half and, and broke JoJo's neck. And then goes for, you know, how remember how he stomped poor Blueford's armor and then talked mess? He's yeah. going in for the stomp move on, on, on uh, half of Zapelli. Oh, yeah, man, he just... Poor Zapelli didn't deserve this fate. It's it's real rough, but then half of Zapelli surprises everybody because he's still got all the energy in the world. He pulls like a bishop from aliens. Yeah, he's still totally he's totally kicking with no like a he dark ball before he fell down, I guess. Yeah. So he like he he crawls over, like uses his hand to pull himself, pulls torso over to Jojo. Tarkus, in a rare moment, is actually really impressed by this. He's like, oh God. I guess he wasn't really kicking though yeah <laughs> no legs no legs so then he then grabs a jojo and says this is my final technique and he does the deep pass overdrive which basically dumps all of his haman energy all of his life energy into jojo i don't know how you want to interpret this because technically he could have probably been making himself look younger thanks to Haman, or he just juiced himself because he now has gray hair it was a juice like that was because he's not that old well, the flashback was uh, math like 20, 26 years before this. So he's hmm. at least in his 50s or his 60s at this point. Okay, maybe then. But I wouldn't have thought so. I feel like it was just him juicing. Like he was squeezing <laughs> every last bit out of him. So yeah, he fills Jojo to the brim with Zapelli magic. 
and uh, Jojo basically goes full anime. He stands up. Kyle oh, actually, times two. Actually, yeah, never mind. The best thing to know is that when the energy enters Jojo's body, it completely destroys his shirt and nothing else. Like his yep. pants are fine, but the shirt, like Captain Kirk and Goku style, just blows right off. And uh, he gets up and he starts grabbing at the dog collar. And uh, Tark is like, nobody could break that. Not even me. And I'm super strong. And Jojo's like, want to bet? And rips it right off. <laughs> we then get a great moment where Jojo, now that he's free from the, the collar, has a lot of like slack to work with. So he yanks Tarkus up to the ceiling, but doesn't like put him in a strangle position. He just leaves Tarkus kind of dangling and then steps on the chain, leaving Tarkus as this swaying guy just talking mess. God, yeah, everything that's about to happen. This might be my first time watching this anime that I had a hard time following the action. Because after he does that, it's what he... I think he wraps the chain. Like, I think Tarkus wraps the chain around his own arm to try and get more leverage. And then Jojo, you know, tightens it on him. Yeah, so he tries that. And then his new plan, which I think is my favorite plan, is that he bites down so hard that his vampire teeth snap and he spits them at Jojo. God, was that what it was? Like, I saw his teeth fly out and I thought he just, like, ejected them. So if you go back and rewatch this, so he bites down in such a way that he snaps his vampire teeth. His vampire teeth, like, this is something I think about from time to time. Vampire teeth are long, so he actually bites his vampire teeth so that they snap off and then he spits them in defiance. Like, boo he knows that he's doomed. He's like, I'm just going to... He tries to take out JoJo's eye with his teeth. It does nothing, too. JoJo's like, that was pathetic. JoJo's like, ah, that's nothing. And then he, like, noogies him to death. Like, he doesn't give it a name. He doesn't say anything dramatic. He just... One, one hand under the chin, one hand on the top of the head, and melts Targus. How did you feel about our boy not even getting an overdrive? Like, I feel like this was still like the first time they weren't... Um, they weren't shown in jumping a move. Yeah, JoJo's just so angry he didn't have time for moves. Actually, I don't think he uses another overdrive for the rest of the show. You might be right about that. Now yeah, that I, I think, think he names him this. anymore, he just he just goes to killing. Uh, and then what I would only call the best plot twist ever: uh, Zapelli apparently not dead, <laughs> still alive, still in half. He is the torso man, and he can pull through. It's great because like JoJo is cradling half of Zapelli in his hands. He's like, Zapelli, you can't die. And Zapelli looks up at him. He's like, what are you talking about? Go fight Dio, you idiot. Yeah. It's like telling him like this, like it, I feel like it's starting to end. It's like, you are the chosen one. You are here to bring balance to the Haman. And then he looks at the camera and says, oh, by the way, I totally had kids and I left them. Blech. Yes. Yes. Okay. That bothered me too. It's like, I left my family. Wait, what <laughs> there is a zapelli bloodline that we have not been aware of i feel like that's extremely what the author was doing he's like oh if i want there to be more zapellis in the future like this opens the door for that mm -hmm. but, oh when when zapelli was god he named the overdrive when he gave all of his energy to uh all of his life energy to jojo the deep he named pass it the, overdrive the deep pass overdrive when he did that remember how there was like this one little one tiny moat of his like last breath was still floating in front of Speedwagon. Mm. I had like this tiny glimmer of hope that maybe he was going to give Speedwagon something. <laughs> Speedwagon gets nothing. 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 But yeah, we get Zapelli basically, and I love that too because Zapelli's whole story is his dad accidentally turned into a vampire, killed everybody they knew, and instead of like he starts, a, he he apparently survives that, starts a family long enough to start one and they go like nah i need to deal with vampires and abandons them in italy 
What well, a what a great guy. He was. You can't you can't criticize the life of Master Zappelli. He's he was Baron Zappelli was driven. Can't hold him down. He's a free bird. And then the narrator feels like he needs to do stuff, so he gives a quote. I didn't even bother writing the name of the poet, but he he reads a whole quote. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, I'm here too. Uh, we then, boy, boy, oh, oh boy. If you're on. like, yeah. I got one note here just What's written your down, note? and it's please, Pat, comment on this ghost sky portrait of everyone. Oh, you know what? I didn't put that in my notes, but boy, do I love it. The people, the fact that Blueford made the cut, it's yes. George, Blueford, and Zappelli. It's like just the few <laughs> people who've just died. And yeah, it's for like, I think you need to give some description of what just happened there because right, it's so, like, <laughs> like, all right. So the narrator is like, Hey, I'm here too. He reads a quote and then Teletubby style. They like drift the camera up to the sky and you get ghostly portraits of George, a guy I didn't recognize. I went, wait a minute. Is that Blueford? <laughs> oh, it's Blueford. And then Zappelli are, are shown into the sky. Like where's Danny, the dog. Yeah. Oh, well, Daniel will get his moment. Apparently <laughs> I, I literally straight up forgot that Blueford was a thing. So it, it life comes at you quick. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact they're like, yeah, Blueford, Jojo's best friend, Blueford. It's it. That drove me nuts. I'm like, is there really that few stakes? What we're about fighting, we're fighting for the whole world in a small town. I would have loved it. If uh, old cop, Old old police chief. <laughs> yeah, the guy he had some time monologuing about how he screwed everyone over. It's George, old ugly cop that could have stopped this whole thing if he had been just more of the only time you could hear me say he should have been more of a cop. If he had just been more of a cop, he could have put a stop to this whole tragedy. Can we also include the the poor guy who got turned into a vampire to teach Dio what the mask was? Yeah, put him up there too. Oh my God. So yeah, after this emotional moment where we look at the sky, Dio that goes, if you thought kicking a dog was bad, buckle up. Yeah. Uh, he is in his, his, his castle. He uh, has a lady with a baby in there and he's just taunting her. And he shows her that crosses mean nothing to Dio. Like he crushes a cross in his hand and then gives us like big, long speech. And it boils down to where he's like, okay, I promise you that me and none of my ceiling zombies, because there's so many zombies on the ceiling. There's like so many of them. He's like, they're all that like too. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's, they're all watching upside down. And he's like, none of us will touch your baby. And she starts saying, all right, you could turn me into a, into a vampire zombie, but just don't hurt my baby. And he's like, none of us will. So he, he, he finger brains her, turns her into a zombie. And then she eats her own baby immediately. And he's like, he's smiling about it too. And he's like, oh, I kept my promise. He's like, I was so clever. Like, ah, oh, come on, anime. Like we see her rip out. Like I was just in shadow, but. It's so gross. Close enough to see a mother eat her baby. And it's like, come on it's such a bummer because at this point we already know he's that evil yeah but and it's like why they i guess i don't know they just wanted to make sure you're not identifying with dio too much also at this point in time like like the uh the panning we get to the the castle scene with dio it looks straight like it's got castlevania yeah like, it looks like he's in castlevania i think this is the castle that we thought was the mountain castle because it there was an been. extra castle yeah there's a lot of castle in windlots my friend so I see that Dio is really leading into the whole vampire lord bit too. Exactly. Like, he's he gone didn't... full Dracula. 
he's he's full yeah he's in it he's down for the count dio is like hey guys i've gone full dracula i've made a bunch of zombies i'm doing he's like oh god what is a man what is a man what is a baby and then we have something you know what we had this whole big discussion about the baby thing i might be more upset about this Speedwagon is wearing Zapelli's hat. He is the very next scene after they, they've already burned the body. Did we skip burning the body? No, that hasn't happened yet. God, this is so weird. The way they wait to happen. burn the body. Okay, but yeah, he shows up. He's well. Here's the thing. Dio was. If he didn't keep wearing that afterwards, it looks like Dio is like the RPG mule of this team because he's wearing all the trophies from every battle he did nothing in. Yes, Speedwagon's just picking up stuff left and right. He's got Zapelli's hat. He's got uh, JoJo's sword that he got from Blueford. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, can I, I have to admit, so I had read the manga and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had fan canon written in my head that at some moment, like Zapelli, like nudge him, like, hey, if anything happens to me, you can have my hat. No, Speedwagon takes a dead man's hat and is just wearing it. Yeah. And why him of all the people? Like, he's the least one, the last one who should get the hat. Do so that also misses his razor blade hat. Maybe? Yeah, he does. He's never thrown that razor blade hat again because now he's got Zapelli's hat. And he's got the sword. So yeah, he's swagging out. Uh, Poco notes that he's worried about his sister, which has basically doomed her to be in a bad situation. Oh, also, uh, in this next scene, we see that Jojo has another wardrobe change because he lost his shirt. Oh, yeah. He somehow got a tank top. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe that was in the, the, the thing with all the money, the briefcase. I guess so. Yeah. And like he's got he's, shoulder pads now. He's got he's the got pauldrons. Shoulder. He went full fits in the North Star. He's like, I lost my other outfit. Yeah. Were those the pol- like? This is what's confusing me. Were those the shoulder pads from the device that he was wearing? Maybe. But yeah, he definitely has a new getup. He's gone full, full fist of the North Star at this point. And before we could really think about fashion, we then have a really weird scene that I had trouble even writing a recap for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Mr. Adams scene. So a dude walks up that Poco recognizes as Mr. Adams. And at first he looks like a zombie. And then he sees Poco and he's all like, what are you doing, Poco? Your sister's really angry. You should rush into town and go find your sister. And then Poco's like, oh, okay, you're just a dude. And they're like, oh, he's just a dude. So they start walking by him. And then the dude's head spins around like an owl and his tongue starts like... He gets all zombified on you. He gets super... Well, his tongue rolls out. His tongue is super long. And then he's like, I'm gonna get you, Poco. And Jojo grabs his tongue. And the moment Jojo touches the guy's tongue, all of his human skin bursts off and he's like a demon. Oh, I thought he kicked the zombie. I well, could no, no. not. It was hard to tell what happened. Well, he grabs him by the tongue. The kick happens afterwards okay. because he then loses all of his human skin. And he's like, you won't believe how quick this zombie is. And after he says that, Jojo easily uh, kicks him in the face. Yet again, does not mention overdrives at all. And then Mr. Adam explodes. Yeah, he's done with the name. He's just down for zombie killing at this he's point. He's just down for kicking and punching. Uh, before we can even think about poor Mr. Adams, a dude shows up who is super anime. <laughs> The flat top guy, Mr. Flat Top, Guile's ancestor shows up, um, introduces his name, but not why he's there. He's named Dyer, and he f- starts trying to fight Jojo. He's got this crazy move where he jumps at a dude, and if they try to block, he does the splits at him. God, the split attack is amazing. It's amazing because he does the splits, and Jojo decides to headbutt him. He's like, no one's ever thought to headbutt my. <laughs> I have. I admire Jojo's general strategy in life. I can, I can relate to his idea that when, he's, when things are going bad, they literally just go straight through and make them as worse as possible. <laughs> and that's the strategy. It, yeah, it just move onward and upward. Full I speed. Just, 
It's great. Just bless the visual design of every character that this guy draws. Mm. They are all beautiful in a unique way that can't cannot be understated. I feel like Mr. Dyer here is a preview of things to come. Like he's got way too many shoulder dealies going on. He's got mm. crazy hair. I love Dyer's design. And then we uh, complete the music reference because his buddy Straits. So Dyer and Straits, Dyer Straits shows up. Uh, I get it now. And uh, they both reveal that they are Haman users. They're fellow uh, people that they know Zappelli. And Zappelli wrote them a note, which is baffling. Is Zappelli from the grave is like, no, I am the king idiot. Mm-hmm. He wrote for help, but didn't wait for help to arrive. There was no time, man. Zeno's no already turned this many people. Okay, so okay, if we flash back, the only reason they went there is that Speedwagon figured out where Dio was. He could have been like, well, hold on, because they don't know how bad Winlots was. They could be like, hold on, if we wait literally five hours, I can have three great Tibetan monks with us for this fight. Maybe that's karma, because if Sapelli had showed up like five hours earlier in JoJo's life. Oh, that's a good point. It's always None of this would have happened. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, so before I try to cinema sins this to death, you start to get really excited because you have dire and straits, you've got more help, and then all of a sudden, heck yeah, Tom, Tom Penny. Tom Petty. Not Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Tom Petty shows up. Tom Penny walks over the hill and is like, hey guys, here I am. He's smoking a pipe. He's looking awesome. And uh, <laughs> I, here's how I read this scene. JoJo goes to shake Tom Petty's hand. And he's like, no, 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 we, we do this silly, like, head bob praying yeah. thing. He's like, I don't he, do me like that, bro. I don't think he wanted to read JoJo's future. I think he did not. I think that's how I read that scene. I, what, the way I read it is I think he would have known for certain, like, he would have seen the, the death of uh, Zapelli more clearly if he yeah. had shaken his hand. And he was trying to avoid that. Yeah. But then he went on to say, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess he's dead anyways. I can tell without you telling me anything. You guys all seem bummed. Well, it I mean, seemed like he didn't like it. He was straight up. Uh, he was trying to avoid like he would have totally normally shook someone's hand. I just like the idea that he gained the power to learn when people die when he shakes their hand. He's like, I just have to stop shaking hands. This is not a great power. <laughs> we then uh, Tom Petty mentions that, boy, this Dio guy sounds real rough. And he's really impressive. And I thought that's where the episode was going to end. But much to my surprise, they then go back to Dio Castle. He's taunting Poco's sister, but forget about her because he has two dogs with human heads now. The chimeras that make no sense. The one was like a one was like a cat or something. Maybe it was a cat and a dog, but they've got people heads and it's really weird and unexplained. And that's where the episode ends. That's episode seven. God, you think it's like going full metal alchemist up there. Just going crazy. It's like Dio's getting new powers all the time. He's like, I'm going to make dog people. It's, uh, what a weird uh, world we live in. Do you oh, want to roll I, right? You want to roll right into eight? Sort of. Uh, because we talked about it, I started making a tally of when the uh, intro, the outro music starts. Mm. Because what is our been, roundabout rating for this one? Well, from what I found out, I went back to all the previous ones to see when they happened. Oh, this is great. The long ones are all the same length. They're only roughly about 42 seconds. There's 42 full seconds from when the first note starts to the to the two could be continued sepia. Yeah. This one was a full third. This one was a full 42 seconds, like the one before it. 
I respect that. Yep, and I will keep going on for each one of these episodes. Oh, see please, where if going. you want to keep doing that for the rest of the podcast, I will greatly value that. I, I want to keep track of this stuff because it started to get interesting. I'm going to tell you, I'm really excited to find it. So we're going to roll into the next one because I know that we're going to culminate with you talking about that. So we're going to jump into this. Uh, this episode, I'm just going to say before we even say the title, is insane. <laughs> yes. So episode eight, bloody battle, exclamation point, Jojo and Dio. This one is going to sound like I've put a couple episodes together, but this is indeed just <laughs> one episode. So Poco, all right, yet again, Baffle City. We open in Poco's home. His dad is fine. Like he hasn't gone out for the evening and has missed everything and is dismissive. Like he, he, he whacks Poco like, where have you been all night, kid? And where's your sister? It's absolutely bananas. Like the fact that his dad has missed all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did that bug you at all? A little bit. We found out like what? Only like 73 people were missing when this yeah, whole event was over? I guess so. If he's on the weird part out of, of town. Out of like 300 some, I think they said was the population. I think my best part of this is so his dad is berating Poco and all of these brave big anime men are standing outside <laughs> not vouching for the boy. <laughs> like they just kind of pan over to the window and like they're all big, burly, brawny, like <laughs> cowards. Like this artist doesn't doesn't uh, tone himself down when it comes to these muscle structures on these guys. They're all just oh, yeah. like, they're all there crowded together at that window. <laughs> Watching as this, like any one of them, like if, if Tom Petty walks in there and goes like, Hey, I'm a Tibetan monk. Everything your son says is real. Like he could, he could do him a solid, but no, they're like, ah, Poco probably needs a slap or two. Meanwhile, Dio is like, I guess trying to seduce Poco's sister. Cause he's bored. Mm-hmm. And uh, before he could really see how that plays out, one of the dog men starts talking shit. And uh, Dio's response is to just step on it. What specifically? He didn't, he didn't want any, he would not abide rudeness, was it? Yeah, well, the dog was being, so Dio was being coy. The mm-hmm. dog was being rude, I guess. <laughs> so he kills the dog man. The dog, do you think the dog man was like a human that he who put he put the head on another animal? I think he put the I think he put a dude's I don't like, think he turned cut it do- off or yeah, this is like he snipped and then reconnected. I don't think he, he mutated a, a dog into a man. We had no explanation, not even a hint at why that thing existed or how. And it just he just crushes it right there on camera. Yeah, like so he nothing, killed. Like, 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 good, uh, I hope you weren't planning that to be interesting. Like, where's the narrator? He could have been like, Dio took these these wanderers and turned them into dogmen. He no got bored. He got bored. And after he steps on his own b- perverse creation, a Poco's sister gives him a good slap. Actually, draws some blood from our man Dio here. Yeah, he did. Uh, Dio loses interest immediately, and then uh, slime starts dripping on her, and then he's like, "I'm leaving." You have to deal with Doobie now. And this God. weird dude with a bag head just jumps in. Oh, yeah. I did like seeing Paco's sister be kind of badass. I'm glad. You know uh, what? Yes. Because, Like in that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, I was, I was definitely like a big cheer rooting for her when she slapped Dio with no hesitation. I was really worried that she was going to be the new arena. And she proved she never I don't think she ever loses face in these episodes, which is no. great. So Doobie comes in. And it looks like we're going to get some bad anime, real bad anime. Yeah. But instead, Looney Tunes happens. A random anvil drops on Doobie's head and the camera pans up and Jojo and the gang have showed up like 20 seconds too late to catch Dio. But I guess either they brought an anvil with them. There was an anvil on the roof, whatever. They've stopped Doobie from doing bad anime. 
somehow they got to the roof. Yeah, it's real crazy. I don't care about this logically because they've gone from they established that Pogo is yelling at his Pogo's dad is yelling at him, and they had enough time to get to the castle. Speaking of, how did she not see Doobie up there the whole time? But well, he didn't. He didn't start dripping. He was up there though. He's huge. I know. <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's not spend too much time on Droopy. Okay, you're right. Do- Doobie. Or Doobie, because yeah. this is this will be quick. Uh, Doobie, JoJo jumps down to go fight Doobie. Doobie reveals that the reason he has a bag on his head is that he's got snakes in his head. Um, someone says, Literally. a zombie full of snakes. Like, it's not snake hair or, like, I thought it was like maybe he had snakes for a face or anything. But no, he's like got a human skull and there's like snakes poking out through random holes. Like, not the eye hole or anything. He's got weird snake action going on. Yeah, like he lost an eye when the anvil hit him. I guess it was a snake holding the eye in Yeah. Full Looney Tunes. When that anvil hit, he lost an yeah. eye. Anyway, before we could really fall in love with Mr. Doobie here, uh, JoJo gets bitten by a couple of the head snakes. He then uh, stylistically catches all the snakes in between his fingers, does like a neck flex, and all the poison shoots out of his neck. Yeah, he, like, I guess he's got enough control of every molecule of his body to just squeeze blood back out. I think Straits comments like, oh, he's got good blood flow control. So he's yeah. able to. I, uh, the way I read that is he's able to isolate stuff that isn't his blood and force it through his, force it out of his, uh, his wounds or something. Because JoJo's powers, for some reason, grow by every fight. Yeah, he's just, he's like a boulder rolling downhill. Uh, yeah. And in fact, as, as crazy as this is, JoJo then sends Haman into one of the snakes that he grabs. The snakes then bites Doobie, which seems crazy. And that causes Doobie to explode. And we're already done with Doobie. Yep. Gone. We're already done with Doobie. Wasn't even a fight. It, yeah. That doesn't even count as a fight. Uh, and Doobie, of course, the Doobie brothers, I believe is the music reference there. Oh uh, yeah. I thought it was more drug related. Nah, I, it's, it's all music in this show. You're right. So then we get... <laughs> Which is just crazy to me. Uh, Dio didn't go far. They open the the nearest door, walk up a small flight of stairs, and Dio is chilling on a balcony. And yeah, once once again, straight up Castlevania vibes. Oh, hard Castlevania vibes. Everything in the rest of this episode, like, is this just Castlevania fan fiction? This. Like this, started, this, this whole this, rest of this episode started to really feel like this is Castlevania fan fiction. So this comic would have happened in 1978. Mm. So this is. This is concurrent to Castlevania. So here's the crazy thing. Actually, you know what? This may be my favorite thing of all three of the episodes we watch. We then find out the Dio has not kept track of anything. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're here. I guess the knights are dead. Hey, where's that dude with the top hat? <laughs> like he's, like he's just asking yeah. Jojo for a synopsis. Get me up to speed, Jojo. It's like, whoa, you're here. I guess some stuff has happened. We then get fight time, which doesn't go exactly how I expected. <laughs> I'm going to say foolishly, Dyer decides to cut in. Like we have this amazingly tense moment between Dio and Jojo and all this stuff. And then Dyer just like, hold on, guys. Let me cut in here. Oh, but you've what happened here? I have notes that don't make any sense to me anymore. What are your notes? Well, the first one is that I called bullshit on Dio because he said something to the, to the effect of how this wasn't personal. Like, I don't care about any of this. This isn't personal, JoJo. Well, he, he's just like, I didn't want to do it personally. Uh, he's like, I don't care enough about you. To, that's why I sent those knights like, who I guess are dead. Oh, yeah, that whole I don't care enough about you is bullshit. Yeah, I know. He like, is kind is of, all... he's, he's, he's putting up a face. He's putting up a front. Yeah, he's lying there. And then we have, there was like a moment of exposition from JoJo where he shouts, I have to express my feelings. Okay. 
Remember when he shouted that? Okay, I, I guess I undervalued this stuff. Um, I didn't have this in my notes, but I remember the line where he's like, the, the, it boils down to him saying, this is very ungentle. I'm not, this is very ungentlemanly of me. It's not very becoming, but I have to kill you out of anger now. Yeah. It's like, uh, yes. And I was like, no toxic masculinity in this show, Pat, because they're willing to talk about their feelings. He, <laughs> she declared it to the world, to everyone around him, and they're going to work through this. I do like, JoJo has a very like therapist forward feeling where it's like, I understand this is unbecoming of me. It's unbecoming of how I was brought up. But you know what? I'm not going to have to kill you, vampire man. And then there was yet another. I should have kept a tally of this. There was another like ghost heads montage over him. Of the oh, people. God. Yeah, he does think of all all of those of who we all have of lost. them, including uh, Buford, who once again, I completely Makes forgot. I've been a character. And because Jojo has been a meme in my life for 10 years now <laughs> on the internet it's everywhere for half a second because i forgot what blueford looked like i thought it was the beginning of a stand because oh. you just you just see his floating like immaterial head right by jojo oh my goodness yeah there's a lot going on in this i love the fact yeah i my notes just said jojo and dio trade taunts but yeah i'm glad <laughs> that we went into this so then we get the fight time which i probably all things considered you wanted to talk about something more important because this fight is a disaster. Dyer decides to step in and he's like, I could take this guy on a judge. is like, wait, he's got special powers. He's like, well, I'm special too. He really like in all the time they spent together, like walking to the castle, the fact that Jojo doesn't go like, Hey guys, you probably know Dio has ice powers that never comes up. So Dyer reveals that his power is floating in the air. Dio comments that uh, it's weird that he thinks the slow motion is a good call again it's it's really weird it's really weird so then uh dyer does his special attack which is to uh uh basically stick his feet into the blocking dio hands he does the splits reveals his crotch right to dio's face and it's great because this to me seems like a really stupid attack but then straights is like oh this is great and then speedwagon seeing this goes it's the perfect stratagem yeah because like it baffled dio for a second and then I guess I'm underselling it because a big part of it too is that he's like, he has his hands in a cross motion. So I'm overly thinking about the fact that it just seems like he's leaving his lower half exposed. It seems like he's completely exposed. Like seems... there's no good side to this, but, but they're apparently, like, yeah, yeah, everyone just aims for the torso. Everyone's just doing a body shot. So they can't get by it. They can't get by it. Not to dwell too much. Dio, of course, freezes him, turns him completely into ice. Mm. Dyer maybe is king... Dyer's really aiming for Zappelli in terms of King Idiot. God, yeah, he was. Sorry. So stupid. Just ask. Any, anyway, uh, Dio then shatters him, and uh, Dyer is just ahead. God, yeah, I had forgotten about the ice magic, too. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, he's got ice magic. <laughs> like, Everyone forgets about the ice magic. Why that's did that come that's, up? That's his answer to everything they've done, and no one is like, oh, wait, guys, he's got ice magic. Be careful of that crap. And, it's uh, I feel bad for how how much Dyer just died like a dog here. Because we never once got to see that technique that everyone finds masterful succeed. Yeah, so well, we Haman no in general. Supposed to do. Haman in general just kind of sucks. Yeah. However, just to make sure that he doesn't leave on too low of a note, Dyer's severed head, which is landed in a flower pot, talks a little bit of mess and then picks up a rose with his mouth and spits it into, into one of Dio's eyes. Yeah. Ah, uh, and so begins Dio's love of flowers. Also, 
proving that the only successful attacks that Haman ever has are spit-based. Oh, yeah. Like Sapelli's wine. Yeah. Um, so this actually does a pretty good damage to Dio. And he is just like, Dio's not stoked about this because this really did hurt his eye. And then Dyer immediately shatters. His severed head then immediately freezes and shatters. So it's I guess everything. he used up the rest of his Amon yeah. energy to spit that rose. It was worth it. He didn't die completely terribly. So now that intermission is over, Speedwagon tosses Jojo his sword, which I guess is no longer just called the sort of pluck, but it's the sort of luck and pluck. Luck and pluck, yeah. That's what I put the P there for. I thought it had upgraded, like a Pokemon translate. Like it was like Pikachu to Raichu, but no, it is both Pikachu and Raichu. Is yeah, I'm with luck. you on that. Actually, I remember I looked up why it was called Luck and Pluck, but now I don't remember anymore. That was the first time he got it. I remember seeing that. What well, was the sort of luck? And then uh, our our Bluefur was like, I have enough blood to write a P on this thing. Yeah, but there was like a reason, like why the anime called it Pluck and then Luck ah, the other way around. But yeah, gotcha. Well, upon getting the sword, Jojo then says that he's watched, <laughs> watching Dio murder Dyer. He's now figured out how to beat Dio. So good job, Dyer. He helped. But after he makes this bold, uh, this bold saying, Dio, who is just furious about the whole eyeball thing, is yelling that Haman is basically frog urine and that they're all stupid. And he just is just cannot wait to kill all of them. <laughs> and then he yells like, never mind. I'm zombies. too angry to fight. Guys, zombies, all of you, zombies, get in here. Uh, Take care of these people. You knew immediately. Then there's like this, like almost queen level introduction scene with like four floating zombie heads, like all next to each other, and they're giving names. Oh man, I didn't write down any of their names. But good because you had the feeling immediately that you don't need to remember their names. One of them had a really funny name. I wish I had written that one down. Uh, One of them had like kind of a normal name because it was mm. all like Vibrato, so and so, Henry. (laughs) (laughs) So like these guys have surrounded straights. Who is actually, he's pretty ice cold in this. Like, he's just like, you guys are so stupid. He jumps up on the ceiling, knocks like a chandelier on him and explains the difference between how metal and flowers work. Something that I guess Zapelli never understood and kills a bunch of zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ton Petty then also beats up a zombie and says, you know what? All these zombies that just came through this door, I guess I'll fight them too. So since we're so busy, Jojo, you take on Dio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speedwagon cuts a promo as he ought to. And I, I guess it's important it's, to mention that Speedwagon now has a hammer. Yeah, no, that, that comes up. Do you have the hammer in this scene? I thought he didn't pick it up until the next one. I think he has a sledgehammer. Okay, because, yeah, it seems like he came out of, like, I have it in my mind, like a, a WWE announcer. <laughs> and here comes Speedwagon with a sledgehammer. He's got the sledgehammer. It's weird. He threw away the sword and somehow acquired a sledgehammer. Speedwagon changing brands constantly throughout this fight. Uh, the fight begins with Jojo and Dio. Gio, Jojo starts the fight by tossing a bunch of roses at Dio, which I don't know if they had a monument or not, but it really did a great job of pissing Dio off. Like one way or the other. I have in all caps here, Dio hate flowers. <laughs> Dio was so pissed about these flowers. And then it turns out to be a great idea because while Dio is like, ah, I hate flowers, uh, Jojo has the sword and swings it at, jo- at Dio's bad eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he then cuts off one of Dio's arms and then slices Dio's head in half. Like, he makes it all the way down to, like, the sternum, which is pretty rad. It was so gross. That <laughs> it gets really gross at this moment. But they actually had, a, right before he does that, there was a moment where Dio starts, like, recognizing JoJo's, uh, like, viability. Mm. Because he's like, wait, because he calls him, like, wait, you're a veteran. He calls him, like, a veteran fighter. Well, next to Dyer, anybody looks pretty smart. I guess it gave me this one moment of uh, 
of introspection for a second because like oh wait he actually is a veteran i forgot that he literally spent his entire life and childhood getting into fights all the time on purpose he's such a smart and boy that, yeah a bit of character growth actually circled around well during all of that though dio remembers everybody that oh yeah i have ice powers he freezes the sword while it's lodged in him mm-hmm. and like even though his head is split in half he's still able to talk fine like they don't apply a lisp or anything to the dub or I mean the, the the Japanese voice acting. And man, this is gross. I don't even know how to describe this. But Dio, like, not only has, like, is freezing different parts of Jojo, he has them kind of, like, stuck. And then, like, pulls a vein out of Jojo's neck and starts, like, twiddling it oh, in his fingers God, like a yeah. coin. That's, that's what fuck, That's what grossed me out. It's so vein. gross. It's so gross. It was like, I got your vein, like, your cotaroid right here. And he's pulling it outside of the body, wrapped around with... Ugh, what is he ugh. doing it with? His own... Like it's his, f- own? his fingers. It's like he's yeah. rolling around in his fingers. He's like, yeah, I got this thing looped around. And with a little tug, you're totally boned, Jojo. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. Because, it's so gross. you know, um, I guess we're going to get to the thermodynamics of a flame and sword. To just... Yeah, we're going to get to that in just a second. But before that happens, Speedwagon's like, I can help. And Jojo Dio's severed hand does like a, uh-uh, like waves him away. And Speedwagon remembers it's not a great idea to try and fight. <laughs> Um, and then Ton Penny uh, has to save Speedwagon because like a, a zombie tries to jump at him. And he's like, no, pay attention to these zombies. Jojo's yeah. taking on Dio. We, we can't a, help. We can't do this all on once. We have 1v1 DBZ rules here going on right now, guys. Yeah. And so this is when Dio has his little like, man, this Jojo guy, I've got him dead to rights, but boy, he seems kind of smart. Wait a minute. Something seems hot. And he then notices that Jojo, when he stabbed Dio, actually place the end of his sword in a fire like a torch or something so the sword is actually heating up with fire and uh as he starts to notice that um like jojo starts to melt the ice gets away he then flexes again because apparently uh dio was filling him full of what they call vampire essence god yeah didn't make a lot of sense he does another flex and and fluid that isn't blood jumps out of his nose and he separates from the fight Dio, not stoked about any of this, then just starts screaming about how Jojo's a monkey. Something like that. And he can't, he calls, was it Haman he called useless or was it Jojo? Yeah. He said, Haman is useless. Uh, a monkey can't beat a man. And you're definitely a monkey. Jojo, mm. you're a monkey. And then he kind of jumps at him. Yeah. The Muda count happened right there. I, I counted almost 12 Mudas, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real. Just, he just screams useless, useless. Muda, 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 Muda. Yeah. So, you know what? We're going to call this problem-solving to the extreme. Uh, Jojo decides to light his hand on fire. Shoryuken, man. Burning knuckle. Yeah. So, And it's not like Street Fighter. Like he, he just dips his hand in the torch, catches his glove and his hand on fire, and then punches Dio with a flaming hand, thinking, all right, well, real fire beats magic ice. Dio does this whole ice hand thing. It just blows through those, and he hits Dio in the chest, and Dio basically just starts shattering and as he starts exploding he starts like lamenting like the fact that it's like oh man this D- this jojo guy has really kind of beaten me out yeah. i should have ruled the world for a hundred years this is great uh you sell dio short too because he they had a they had a short exchange there where dio was the master at comebacks <laughs> yeah. it wasn't just the monkey thing like, remember what I think Jojo said he was going to kill him or something. And Dio's comeback was, no, you won't. You'll be too busy being a zombie. I did forget about that. He's like, there's this whole exchange. I guess I kind of skipped over where Dio, like, 
he he is like he can like extend his his blood veins or something so he has like tentacles that come out and he reattaches his arm and he slowly but surely like slabs his head back together while talking mess and uh yeah he does a lot of taunting before jojo fire punches him and causes him to explode um, before Dio can explode, though, he reveals that he has one extra power and shoots laser beams out of his eyes. Omega beams. Yeah. Because they bend for no reason to oh. midair. And they're pretty powerful. Uh, they they basically stigmata Jojo. They catch him in both of his hands and uh, rips the zombie in half and destroys, like, the roof of the castle. Uh, and then he, like, falls, like, like, big time. Just falls off the side of the castle into, like, a ditch. Or a ravine is probably like a, yeah, like over a ravine. It's a long fall into what seems like utter oblivion because his whole body is exploding the whole way down. Yeah, he's having like ah pop 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 pop. Um, when Jojo realizes that the exploding Dio is falling, he basically all the adrenaline is gone. He falls to the ground and starts crying, and then like speedwagon everybody's like, oh, he's crying. Oh, I guess he's mourning Dio. Yeah, that's and what... yeah, they had they had that whole life together, and speedwagon is totally hype. Like yeah. gives another promo about how everything's excited and exciting and how it's over. And that's how the episode ends. That's when we find out that Jojo was a liar. He promised that he wasn't going to feel bad about killing Dio. <laughs> he broke that promise. He broke that promise. I'm going to say maybe it was just like, he's been through a lot. And I don't know, it's weird. The, the relationship of Jojo and Dio like retroactively just gets, with how much Jojo believes they had a relationship. That's what it is, yeah. Because it's not like they ever actually liked each other. It's just that Jojo can't believe that his life could have been that shitty. I guess. And another point, too, is they really do. They skip the seven years that Dio pretended to be his friend. Yeah. So there's that seven years you can kind of like go like, I guess they had this. Uh, uh. Like they were outside their bodies and then they just snap back in. It's like, oh, wait, we hate each other. Yeah, we hate each other. Oh, wait, the show's back. The camera's back on us. So, yeah, crazy amount of stuff. Uh, and the funny thing is, we still have another episode. Yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, it was when uh, that episode ended. Uh, Zappelli was, uh, not Zappelli. Uh, Speedwagon was doing that big hype, crying. It's like Jojo might be crying, but this was amazing. And I think he held Zappelli's hat up in the air. Yeah, he he definitely was doing a lot of like big action celebration. Can your marvelous hat see Zappelli? Yeah, look, Zappelli. Look, look for your hat. Beautiful hat. It all panned that out. Crazy amounts of fights. Do you want to just get into the next episode and then we'll sure. do overall? We'll, I think we'll probably have a fun discussion about how we feel about these three episodes. Probably because done. there was a zero. Okay, so you're wanting to know. We, there was no lead. There was no. Uh, no lead in. No it outro. This one jumped and it was the remix that we heard from episode five. Oh, cool. It wasn't the uh, the one we heard in all the other ones of Roundabout. I don't know what was up with this remix. I like that they, I like they vary it up. So episode nine, the final ripple. Or the final Haman, I guess, maybe. I have it as Ripple, but yeah, I, yeah now that I know Ripple is Haman, I was getting confused because I think yeah. the, uh, the the website had it as Ripple and then in the episode they said Haman. Yeah, I was confused as well. So we open up the episode on Dio, who is falling and exploding. And he's like, I've got an idea. And he cuts his own head off before the Haman energy because it was a body shot. So he cuts his head off before all of the Haman that's blowing up his body, I guess, from his toes to his head. Oh, that's uh, what he did. Okay. So, yeah, he cuts his own head off, and the severed head hits the ground, and Poison Man is back. I guess Poison Man didn't get to live in the castle, or he was out getting milk or something. He sees Dio, wraps it up in a little bonnet, and he hops away. 
New he, body he, for my master, which I'm, you assumes is possible. I guess, yeah, without any prompting or research, he's like, we're going to get you a new body, Dio. Hoppity, maybe, hoppity, hoppity. Maybe that's what the chimeras were a prelude to. Maybe. I guess they were experimenting putting heads on. That's a great point. Maybe that's what that is. That's my new headcanon. Has to be. Head, headcanon? Yeah. 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 Ah. Hoozle. Uh, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I immediately wrote in all caps in my notes, press cover up. <laughs> no. I, the next thing in my notes is that Speedwagon finally got to do something with his wool hammer. Okay, so we then cut to the London Times who reports that mysteriously 75 people uh, disappeared from Winlot Nights and that only four mysterious figures that were seen around a fire, so that's when they burned Zapelli's body, uh, were seen before they left the town. No one was asked for quotes, I guess. None of the monsters. Poor Mr. Adams will not be mourned. A Speedwagon managed to use his awesome sledgehammer to crush the vampire mask. So the mask is gone. The mask is gone. Not How do you feel about back. that? I guess that's the end of the vampire legacy, right? Yeah, no, no, no more, more vampires. vampires. Exactly. No, no, impossible, impossible. Uh, we get some nice stuff here. Jojo marries Arena, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. We get this whole like speed wagons narrating all the happy kind of stuff. They're going to go have their honeymoon in America. We then find out that Speedwagon is late, is almost going to miss them leaving for their boat because I guess he's reading the paper out loud to no one in a pub. Oh, yeah, I guess that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's reading the paper out loud to nobody. Goes like, oh, crap, I'm going to be late. And then runs to the pier. We then get this weird shot where I'm, well, I guess everyone's walking. Poco, his sister, the, the monks are all there. We actually have some extra monks, I think, who aren't identified. They look kind of neat, but they're unnamed. Yeah. Uh, we then get this weird shot of this priest who's really not stoked about going to Mexico. It's like all these priests are like, well, you're going to Mexico. And it's like, I guess if somebody's got to do it and he goes on the boat. Oh, one quick aside. Uh, yeah. Because there, after the remaining intro with Dio, there, we had the intro again, the mm. intro credits, because it was a, like a credit jump there. Yeah. This one had sound effects. I wanted to ask you about it? that. Yeah. The sound effects were so loud. Uh, did any of the other ones even have them? No, it was, was real the, bummer because I watched like the a, I watched it for the first episode and then the last episode. I'm like, wait, was it always this poorly mixed? Yeah, I went back and looked at that. There was like an explosion when Arena like kissed Jojo slash Dio in the intro. Yeah, and the gunfire. Super and then all the gunfires when they got it down. Uh, <laughs> they got it down Dio the first time. Yeah, it's it's one of the best mm. ways to ever. And of anybody who's ever become a vampire in modern canon, I think being gunned down while wearing a stone mask is a pretty dope way to do it. And speaking of Dio, I yeah. mean, not <laughs> speaking of Dio, because he's gone. He's gone. He's a, he's ahead in a, he's ahead in a knapsack. Uh, Speedwagon is like still talking out loud, being like, "Oh my god, my good friends are going to America." Five oh, goes west style. He's still wearing Zapelli's hat too. He has not lost Sapelli's hat. I have it all in caps. That isn't your hat. Right that's here. that's his hat now, baby. And before he's not paying good attention to the surroundings, a bunch of sailors carrying a giant ominous box that is obviously a coffin bump into him <laughs> and uh, move him out of the way. Uh, they're walking by and they're complaining about how heavy it is. And this one guy literally goes like, "That Asian guy paid us to carry this thing. Just keep it moving." And they they all feel like an ominous energy to it. So like, let's get this stupid evil box on the boat. Here's like a muttering and like, like he puts his ear to it and the, I swear the box oh, yeah. went mood, mood, like, It might've been the rye, you know, the Yeah, that's what it was. Like or something like, Dio's just in there making, I mean, something's in there making ominous noises. <laughs> we then have a, so then the, the boat leaves. We then have a weird scene where Arena totally projects 
on a pair of birds. Like she's like watching a bird like land on the boat and she thinks it's all alone and she starts crying and then another bird shows up and the birds leave. It's, it's a weird shadowing. scene. Yeah. It's well, oh, yeah, do it in reverse. Yeah. Uh, Jojo comes out and you know what? They're just way in love. They have a whole bunch of stuff that just shows like the two of them are just happy together. And they're like, boy, I'm so glad we have our whole lives ahead of us and nothing yeah. bad will happen. It's more foreshadowing because remember, Jojo hits his head on the way in and Arena's like, watch your head. Watch your head, Jojo. What's going to happen about that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we then get to the uh, the priest. We have another shot of him. He's walking around in the hallway and is totally sloshed. He's so drunk that he drops his uh, cross through a grate that's conveniently above that weird metal box that totally looks like a coffin. And he's like, crap, I got to go down there to the hole to go get that. <laughs> I don't like any of the stuff for the priest. I think it's really silly. I it don't was, think they needed him. Yeah, I don't know why they had that as the intro for what's about to happen. Uh, we then cut to a really weird scene where Jojo is just trying to get Arena drunk. He's like, what do you mean you've never had wine? Have wine. We're on our honeymoon. Just a sip. Like, yeah, how, did a... They, how did they go through like a whole wedding ceremony? And yeah. Like they never really drank before. It's a goofy scene. Well, uh, Jonathan has had. You could tell Jonathan's had. Well, he's obviously, been he's been drinking since he was twelve. We've seen proof. <laughs> we did see proof of twelve-year-old Jonathan drinking. You're right. A twelve-year-old. He's chugging glasses of wine, knocking them over. That was a problem. He had too many wine glasses leading up to that one. So yeah, Jonathan is trying to teach her how to drink, and he notices Poison Man, who's just there, being ominous by the stairs. Jojo drops his glass. And it's like, oh, no, what can I do? And immediately tells Arena, he's like, go to our room, lock the door, talk to nobody. I got to go take care of something. He shouldn't have dropped the wine. He can use that wine to fight zombies. He should have kept the wine. If he had had a zombie radar, none of this would have happened. None of what's about to happen is it going to happen. We then come back to stupid priest, stupid drunk priest. Uh, He's wandered over. He gets his cross, looks at the metal box. He's like, hey, wait a minute. This lock is ajar. And this box is kind of open. I should peek into this ominous box while talking out loud. And then his head explodes. <laughs> oh, like he leaned down to it. And then he said, wait a minute, this lock's on the inside? And then oh, like busts yeah. open. <laughs> but it, yeah. Dio wasn't inside. Yeah, so he he, he pops like crazy. Uh, and then we get the revelation that Dio's head is in a glass jar. And also that the boat is full of zombies because Arena, before she could go to the room, she's like worrying about Jojo. She then notices like <laughs> people at the other tables, zombies. Did she even notice? I remember her walking out of that room and then everyone turned to zombies. Like maybe they waited. It. I don't know. If she like it was absurd. It was like she was still there. Her back was just turned to them. And they started turning as she walked out to like eat all the other guests. I in my in my mind, like a guy looks at the camera, goes, "It's zombie time!" <laughs> it turns out, it turns out most of the boat was zombies. It's really crazy. So JoJo's down in in the hold. Poison Man is holding Dio's head, who's in a glass jar, Mars attack styles, and uh, J- Dio then gives this whole like Futurama head in a jar speech about how like I hate you so much, Dio, but you know what? Or JoJo, I respect you. I hate you and I respect you because you seem pretty good at what you do. And I'm a vampire thanks to you. So you know what? It kind of evens out. We then cut back to Arena, who's like running through the hallways. He's like, I'm going to help somehow. We cut back to Dio, who then explains to Jojo that he wants a body. He wants his body, in fact. Like we're joined in our fates. Like it's like the end of the credits, you know, the, the yeah. fate determined by their blood. Yeah. I don't know. 
something around the, Sodomy. the thing i always <laughs> shot along with the credits but i've not yet to memorize yeah well don't bother memorizing uh, it. no we'll it, have a new intro next week oh sweet I, and you gotta hand it to dio because he grew as a, as a villain and a character because most would have still been making excuses about how bad he got whooped at that castle he's already let that go he's like he's, i respect you for whooping me. yeah it's like straight up like nope props to jojo you are definitely earned this you're so cool that i need your body Dio then reminds Jojo that he has laser eyes. And unlike last time, Joe doesn't quite know how to dodge. Uh, it goes through his hands, but it also blasts two holes in his neck, which as of course we know by the rules of the show, Haman is now totally useless because Jojo has been, uh, is unable to breathe with two right giant holes in his table. neck. Immediately, immediately. <laughs> it's so funny. Haman, other than Blueford, Haman never really got a chance to shine. It's funny too, because like on paper, it sounds like it's the perfect zombie fighting or vampire fighting technique because you just punch sunlight into people which you don't have to worry about the sun coming up you can bring it with you and it turns out no they can just literally stop it by doing almost anything it's really funny because it seems like at a certain point he thought of the idea started writing the show and went like no never mind there's a million ways you could stop that it couldn't help but write the million ways you could stop that into the show i bet he enjoyed doing that too it's real weird i it's a it's an interesting fighting style and we're going to talk haman's interesting anyway uh, Arena then shows up after Jojo has been has been hurt. And Dio, who is the best in this scene, is like, hey, Arena, you remember me? I bet Jojo doesn't talk a lot about me anymore. Did he mention I'm a vampire and a head in a jar? This is like really chatty. Yeah, he was. You've got I gotta hand it to Arena in this moment. Like, I feel like most of this show have been treating her kind of like shit. But in this scene, I don't get what it was, but she's just she remains so calm despite yeah. the absurdity of everything going on right in front of her face. That's so true. She doesn't start screaming at the head of the charge. She's like, wait a minute, you're Dio Brando. She does not, she doesn't raise an eyebrow. She does not lose a beat. She's just rolling with this. It's so wonderful. I do like that. It's like, wait a minute, it's you. Like she, yeah, she doesn't lose a beat. And it's it's absolutely wonderful. I'm a big fan of Arena. In the For the rest of the episode, I'm on Team Arena. We then have a thing where it's chaos on the boat. There's zombies everywhere. Zombies are literally popping through the ceilings and the walls. Uh, we see an old dude get absolutely wrecked. Like something hits. It almost looks like a life preserver. but It a was life a preserver. life preserver. The what dude a just threw a life preserver. No, I don't think his so. Head. <laughs> it did blow up his head. Like uh, the zombie just threw it that hard somehow. Yeah, so he gets wrecked. Uh, then a lady gets hit and she dies. Like it rolls down the stairs next to Arena, but she she died in such a way like you could tell that she was trying to protect. She's holding a baby. Yeah, it's there like, you go. oh crap, there's another baby. Yep, another baby because this, oh. anim- this anime hates mothers. This this anime has got a thing for really mothers. has a thing for hating mothers. <laughs> and remember, we're an episode away from watching somebody eat a baby, so I was immediately like, oh god, that baby yeah. needs to be protected. Oh no. I thought it was dead in that scene. I thought it was gone. Well, it started crying. So you're like, okay, at least the baby, the baby's at least letting people know like, all right, I'm still here. Uh, We then discover Poison Man's name is Wang Chun. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. So uh, Wang, this whole time it's been Wang. We've been calling him Poison Man. I, I, I went back, I looked, it has never been established. And I refuse to use wiki notes. Well, you need to know because of what's about to happen exactly so he is super sassy in the sequence he's talking mess about everybody he's talking mess about jojo so much so that dio's like hey 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 cut it out show some respect i squashed a dog for less 
Come on. If I still had feet, I would step on you, Wang. So then Wang and Dio are going, Dio's like, let's wrap this up. Get JoJo's body. So Wang holding Dio under his arm goes to attack JoJo. JoJo strikes a pose, which immediately Dio knows is bad news. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. slow your roll, Wang. <laughs> yeah. He's striking a pose. That's exactly how that went down, too. It's like he's got something up his sleeve. If he's Wang, striking stop. A, if he's doing a pose, he's up to something. And Wang's like, nah, you're just, you just, you respect him too much. That pose means nothing. And he continues his lunge at Jojo. Jojo, in his thoughts, reveals that he has just enough Amon energy left. So he does one final attack that hits Wang and blows up Wang's head. Unfortunately, after blowing up Wang's head, Jojo's like, I think he even says, like, I hear a sound or I feel something. Like, he knows that he's done for. Right. Like, yeah, he said something something important broke. Yeah, he's like, something broke. Oh, like, he he just knows he's done for. Right. Like, it's, and it was actually, I actually still, like, it was hard to hear that from a hero to be like, oh, crap, I'm dead. Mm -hmm. You don't usually hear characters in fiction be like, oh, shoot. Like, the, when you realize that he didn't think he was actually, you could still think that up until that moment, Jonathan thought, I'm going to find a way to get out of this. And when he comes to terms with the fact, he's like, oh, no, wait, I'm dead. Yeah, I thought maybe he was going to use some Haman energy to, like, heal the hole somehow. Get, like, one final breath in to do that and then to keep fighting. Although I refuse to believe that what he did to the zombie that Dio revealed was a master plan was on purpose. Yeah, so this seems, like, completely, like, by accident. But it's revealed that he uses Haman energy to not only destroy Wang's body, but it causes it to zombie walk over to the gears of the boat and just grab onto like a um, a rod or a part of it, and then we get an amazing sequence where we come to realize that Dio knows exactly how boats work, because he has a long monologue like, "Wait a minute, if he holds this, it'll do that, and then it'll do this, and it'll back up this thing, and if that thing, and if it goes for this amount of time, the boat will explode." And uh, yeah, was he already hanging from the rafters by his hair at this point? Yeah, so he had hopped away with his hair. Okay, incredible. He was like, when Wang's head exploded, he's like, oh, I don't want any of this. Because there was a hilarious pan when Arena started talking to him while he's hanging from the rafters by his hair. Which you guys think he control his hair like they've like not ever could now yeah. all of a sudden? They've not chat. He's not started talking to Arena yet. But, so he's hanging okay. from the rafters, thinking a lot about boat engineering. I refuse to believe that that was actually JoJo's plan. Like, yeah, there's no I also way you feel like, I'm gonna blow up this boat. No, nope, but nope. Dio gives him that credit. Yeah, and he's like, geez, this is the master plan. We then have a moment where Arena comes over to Jojo, and Arena basically just holds him and says, like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's, let's I'm die totally, together, dude. Let's die together, ride or die, man. Ride or die, which I think is a little problematic. Don't when fear you think the about Reaper. A, a later reveal. Oh, we'll yeah, get to that know. in a minute. We'll get yeah. to that in a minute. After she says that she's ready to die, Jojo, with like the last of his strength, points at the baby behind him, like the baby from earlier. And he's like, hey, that baby, you should save that baby because it's in like the exact same situation I was in when my mom died in a carriage crash. Right. So that looped around too, you know? And I actually kind of, I really, you know what? I will, as much as dismissive as I sound just then, I actually, that actually got me. I will admit, I totally like, oh, it's cyclical. I was starting to feel it. I was starting to feel a little misty right around here. Like parents protecting their kids. I really liked how Jojo just wanted her to do that. And he found the exact way to get Arena to think about surviving. 
However, before they can finish having this moment, Dio, who's hanging by his hair from the ceiling. Oh, but the pan to see him is hilarious because they don't bother with perspective. <laughs> I don't. Was it just you? Like, was it just me? Did you notice how he looked like he was an enormous head? He looks so big. Like it was four times the size of a human body is what it looked like because of that shot. This giant head on the ceiling. So he starts yelling and talking mess. And he's like, you know what? This is stupid. Zombies. So he summons a bunch of zombies who are all either rich people or waiters because they're all dressed in tuxedos, which is my favorite little note of this. Mm. A bunch of tuxedo zombies burst into the room and he's like, hey, go beat up Wang's severed body so he doesn't blow up the boat. But by the time he says that, the boat is already exploding. Yep, too late. He had plenty of time to tell him to just do that earlier, too. He just took his sweet time he he wanted to hear like oh, i want to see how this arana jojo thing plays out he's like oh okay it was his soaps he had to yeah. tune in he had to watch his soaps oh <laughs> uh, but yeah so it's real nuts we then get so the boat explodes and we get like a final act of heroism slash grossness like parts are going over so jojo grabs arena and body blocks like a whole bunch of like metal shards and it makes like these awful squishing noises because he just gets mm-hmm. pincushioned he protects her and then after he gets like completely like pin cushioned, uh, Dio's like, now's the time. Now that the body's damaged, now's the time. So he starts leaping at Jojo and is talking mess to Arena, where he's like, ha 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 ha, I'm gonna take Jojo's body and you're gonna have to watch. But before he can finish taunting, Jojo rips, similar to that spear that he had in his shoulder episodes and episodes ago, he pulls one of the metal shards out of his back and stabs Dio in the neck. Mm hmm. And then grabs him and then gives him a little bear hug. Puts him up to his chest. Right before that, though, Dio started uh, bragging about how he was going to survive all this. It's like, look over there in that casket of mine. It's Mm. explosion proof. My explosion proof casket is going to see anyone who gets inside of it who will only be me to safety. I forgot. Yeah, that's kind of clutch considering what comes next. I forgot that he's like, (laughs) if when I escape and how I escape. It's great. It's great. So Jojo is holding Dio's head to his chest and, you know, he's told Arena to flee. And then we get this moment where Dio just starts bargaining, which is really great. He's like, oh man, I can't, I can't get out of Dio's. He's like, I can't break Jojo's grip. Oh, this is not great. He starts like, he's got like this Dio, like this big brotherly hug holding that severed head to his chest right now. Yeah. And he's like, look at him. He's like, so Jojo, here's the deal. If I just bite you, you can become immortal and I'll heal all your wounds and you can live forever with Arena. Wouldn't that be great? Come on, Jojo. What do you want? I will live. Please, man. I will give you anything, anything. And he's like, Jojo, why aren't you responding? Come on, Jojo. And he looks up and Jojo's dead. Yep. Jojo's already, already dead. I, I admit, I'm actually getting touched by this scene a bit. Just their, their lives coming together and this being... I didn't think I was going to watch the birth and death of Jojo all the way through. It's incredible. I have to say the hats off. It's an incredible death because when you compare it to how almost ridiculous Zappelli's death is, Mm -hmm. the fact that Jojo dies so realistically that Dio doesn't even notice it. He just succumbs to his wounds. Hats off. February 7th, 1889, Pat. Oh, yeah. They give him. Yeah. they, They give him his date of death. February 7th, 1889. We lose our first JoJo. Pour one out for the first JoJo, man. So then the boat explodes and we're revealed that Arena survived in the explosion-proof coffin and has the baby with her. She then comments that she's pregnant. 
<laughs> yep. Like this like little internal monologue. It's like not just for this child, but the one I'm carrying inside me too. Yeah, she says it in the most Japanese anime way possible. Yeah. So depending on how you feel about that, where she's like, oh, I'll like, die with you. God, yeah, I had this moment where I had any hope at all I had of Jojo not dying in this whole uh, debacle here. Yeah. Was that what, what he has to have a bloodline. I know how this show goes. There's yeah. more Jojos. It's not going to be the adopted son, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, he can't. Maybe when he maybe when they share their kiss, somehow he takes in her last breath and uses it as his own Haman or something. It's like, nope, nope, he just dies. It's like, oh, she she was pregnant. That's yeah. how they got away with that. And I feel like that's one of the advantages of coming to JoJo late because you bargain a lot more about this, about JoJo, about Jonathan's death because it doesn't feel like, oh, wait, I know there's other JoJo, so he has to make it. And he and gets, I think it's a, it's a beautiful deal, like the great death, but it's raw too. It's real. He gets a real raw deal because I think in... Well, let's just wrap up the episode and then we'll talk about Jonathan in, in okay. full because I yeah. think that's so. The narrator then uh, lets everyone know that it's a okay. She's picked up by another boat off the edge of the Canary Islands, and that she goes off and uh, and is rescued. We then are given our teaser, which takes place in the jungle. Camera is in the jungle, sees a cave, pans into a cave, and we see a statue of a man in a cave. Is how I want to describe that. How would you describe the teaser? I can't. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. I kind of, oh, you go down like a, like, it's not just a, like you go into this temple and the temple is entirely like a human body. Yeah. Like you go down an esophagus to find where the man is. It's almost like everything was once like alive and then petrified. It looks like you're inside of a stone living being. And then there's the stone man. It's yeah. So you, we end in the shot of the creepy. stone man. It's a really so that gets does that get you excited for the next season of JoJo? I can't wait to see the next season of JoJo. So, all right, so we've recapped these three episodes. Matt, how do you feel about season one of JoJo? How do you feel? Let's just open general discussions. It was bizarre. (laughs) Uh, It was straight to the action. I love how much he just doesn't let him doesn't let anything stop what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Like. It seems like other writers would want to go like, well, I need some exposition here. We need to pace this out for other reasons. It's like, no, this is exactly what I wanted to get to. Nothing, I'm not going to let anything else stop me from getting to this part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one last thing. Uh, the final moments. We had more Sky Ghost pictures. Oh, we do. Very end. And- it's so funny. The Sky Ghost made it into none of my notes. <laughs> I don't know why I ignored them, but yes, There were so many of them. There were at least three <laughs> over these first three episodes. And this one had like living characters that, like Paco and his sister were in there. Yeah, and Speedwagon and uh, Tom Petty was in there. Yeah, Speedwagon's the last one to show up. And it was funny you mentioned that you wish the dog had shown up <laughs> because Danny showed up in this one. Oh my god, he was the first face to show up. Danny the dog, everyone's favorite JoJo character. I'd play him in a fighting game. I would. I have to laugh because there is a dog in a JoJo fighting game you can play as. But we'll get there at some point. We'll get we'll there get next. There. We'll get there this fall. <laughs> so yeah, JoJo one is an interesting thing. So actually, I really wanted to ask your opinion. Is in many cases when people say to get into JoJo, skip JoJo one. No, um, I think it's so short. It's worth just just watching. Yeah, it, if nothing else, it was pretty short. We, only nine episodes deep. Yeah, like roughly twenty some minutes each. And it's like I actually obviously I don't know what is coming in jojo so maybe i'm i'm wrong in that opinion but i felt like this was worth watching i i think just coming to it considering how i i think that it's weird because 
where we're about to go expands on a lot of the ideas that just seem moderately touched on. This is a lot of like, he just kind of dips, he dips his toes in a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the Tibetan Haman people seem like this interesting concept, but dire and straits only show up for like Tom Petty shows up, like the leader of them shows up and he does literally nothing mm-hmm. other than tell some fortune. So it's like, I wish I could see more of that. No, I guess the zombies seem kind of greater. Who's the deal with the mask? So there's a lot of unexplained stuff. And I think the surface level nature of the first Jojo is, is charming kind of in a very uncomplicated way. Yeah, it is that. And then we got to see Speedwagon become, we learned that hype men are important in this world. Apparently. Oh my God. I no, feel yeah. like, Yeah. I had that down in my note too. Is that none of the stuff in that boat would have happened if Speedwagon had been there to hype him up? Yeah. Oh my! Imagine if Speedwagon had been there, he'd have his hammer. <laughs> yeah, he'd have the hammer that he did. I love the fact he had the whole episode with that one hammer. He did nothing with it. Like, why does he even have that hammer? And then he smashes. He finally got to use it. Smashed he, the mask in. He breaks the mask. I like the yeah. fact that they closed that loop. But yeah, it would have it would have helped with that a little bit. I, I do think it's and, and also like with all said and told, the the first JoJo Jonathan's story is something I always. It's such a bummer for that character. Is. I like him too because I, I, I'm a sucker for that saintly kind of protagonist mm-hmm. because he's he was a really good guy. He yeah, really like. I think he was very likable. He wasn't very complicated. I feel like. They didn't really touch on the, like the Messiah complex they started building for him, though I don't mm-hmm. know why he grew flowers for no reason. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I did in my notes. I guess he never got to bring balance to the Haman. They just killed him. <laughs> Poor Chosen One got, got it bad at the end. Well, he was such a Chosen One, he had to be doomed. Yeah, that's true too. But yeah, it's like he never really got a chance to like... I feel like the happiest time in his life was from late 1800 to... To February of 1889, the, the brief the brief time after he beats Dio and gets to live with Arena. Because other than that, it's like his hellish life of living with Dio and George. And yeah, like he's just this guy that has like one tragedy after another. Like his, it, it's such a rough kind of life for that guy. Yeah, he still had a pure heart at the end, too. Like he never killed Dio out of rage. That never happened for him. Hmm. I think it's, I think he's a character that like you can go back to now that so many there's so many anti-heroes and so much of this and so much of it's mm-hmm. almost it's rolled back around so to speak where he's kind of like a charmingly simple character to deal with. I really yeah. like Jonathan. That's fair. How do you feel about Haman? I, I know oh, that I, I talk a lot of shit about it, but you, how do you feel about Haman? You've talked enough shit about it that it's probably influenced me pretty hard. <laughs> if we had I, I like the fact that he tried to make a new concept. Kind of like uh, Gurren Lagan decided to just focus on, like, well, you know, spirals are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's power. And this guy was just like, ripples are a thing. Maybe that's power. It just, it seems so cool. And the funny thing is, I think my biggest problem revisiting JoJo mm-hmm. is I remembered thinking Haman was so cool from the first time I read the manga. Mm. And coming back to it, maybe because the anime condenses a couple of things and really tells JoJo, JoJo 1, they tighten up a lot. So I don't know if they got rid of extra scenes or something, but it's like Haman mostly seems like something that the villains all see, understand immediately, and find clever ways to defeat. Right. Which actually, I guess, maybe adds uh, tenseness to the fights because I feel like our heroes are given this like like ace in the ace in the sleeve, and it's like, oh, that doesn't work. Crap. How do I still how do I still win? And they they still get beat up. Yep. Like, look look what happens to Zapelli. Look what happens to Dyer. God, I remember having that at least one moment. Uh, the very 
I guess not the last Dio fight, but in Bloody Battle, in that fight where he supposedly had won. I never had this feeling when he's getting mostly frozen, the sword and Dio. And I'm like, there's how is he going to get out of this? There's like an actual tension mm. where I can't figure out what he's going to do to get out of the situation. And that's harder for a lot of animes these days to produce. Yeah, I think that's something uh, moving forward. I really do feel I think that's a strength moving forward. I think JoJo is really good at doing. Is in a lot of cases, like there are other animes out there like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto or any of those where you're like, ah, they're going to be fine. But I think it's, JoJo's good at having that type of like, wow, these people are screwed. He needs to go to a new color. He'll win. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing. It's like all these one-time use Hamans. We never saw like Silver Metallic Hama, uh, Overdrive or Scarlet Overdrive or Underwater Turquoise <laughs> just Blue. naming them too, yeah. Yeah, he just started like, I'm just going to hit people. I'm going to get on with it. Now that we're at the end too, like I still love Speedwagon with all my heart and soul. Like, how do you feel about Speedwagon, Zapelli, Jojo? Like, we talked a lot about Jojo. How about the other side characters? How do you feel about them? It's it's cast. I'm gonna well, I I will never hide my love for Zapelli, no matter how bad <laughs> he gets it. I think he wins by pure gentlemanly poise alone. He is such a great introduction. He doesn't I have think... to win a fight because yeah. he just looks and talks amazing. He's got so much swagger. I mean, this thing is like, I think the further we get away from this, the more I'm going to go back to being like, yeah, Zapelli's the coolest character. I think, yet again, it's that thing. It's like, if you go back and rewatch JoJo, I think as you get distance, you're like, Zapelli is awesome. There's nothing wrong with Zapelli. He's the coolest person ever. Because I totally forgot how Zapelli got, gets gotted. The mm. fact that he like throws one kick and is immediately ripped in half. Like, <sighs> I forgot that every fight Zapelli starts, he's immediately wrecked. Because he's so cool, you wanted to be like, ah, oh, no, Zapelli's the coolest. It looked like he was actually going to be able to win that fight, too. He was real fast. Yeah. But I, I guess that's another thing that just kind of makes this... Uh, another neat thing about this is, like, regardless of how neat a hero seems, any hero could just be completely wrecked if they're not careful. I still had that feeling when JoJo actually died, too. Like, wait, yeah. how's he going to get out of this? How's he going to get... Wait, he's not going to get out of this. Is he going to get out of this? Wait, nope. 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 Well, it even catches. I still. That's one of the things I think I will always really love about JoJo One, is that the main character of this show dies in such a way that even the main villain is like, "Nah, he's not." Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I there was like one scene in future JoJo that you had to show to me mm. to try and get me interested in JoJo. So certain spoilers are. I am aware of about how the situation actually ends up playing out. Yeah, I guess that's that's because my bad. Part, part of that bizarreness was you had to explain to me what I was looking at when I looked at Mr. Dio face there. Well, we have a good, we have a good, we have a full, couple of months before that comes okay. back into play. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll forget it again by then. Well, the good news is I don't think I've spoiled parts uh, four or five for you in any way, I hope. I don't think so. And, I I, I'm, and I'm not going to talk about part six or part six. I finally, I finished part six. Part six is incredible. And I've cool. just started reading part seven and part seven. And I'm, is uh, part six the one you said they might not be making an anime for? They better make, now that I finished it, they better. Okay. I don't know who's, who letter writing I need to be doing, but the six Jojo, which is the female led Jojo is, is so cool and so creative. And I think that's one of the things is like the, the Jojo, what we're going to get into, JoJo 2, I believe, is very influential in how storytelling is in a lot of modern or at least 90s and, and aughts anime. Storytelling is very based on JoJo 2. But the, the style where JoJo eventually goes is super creative. 
I'm, I'm just excited to continue with it. Do you have any final thoughts on the first JoJo? I'm, I'm excited that we wrapped it up already. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, and I just really liked how this was like a complete life story of the first JoJo. I wasn't expecting like a memoir kind of, oh, it's going to have to end in his death. Oh. Kind the unfortunate adventures so phantom yeah. blood in the books so uh i also love the fact that the second the second series has a name that you really can't tell anything so this was called phantom blood i think that kind of makes sense so the next one is called battle tendency do you have any guesses or here we go this is a time capsule this is perfect matt what do you want out of battle tendency what would you expect like is there any kind of just just do some wild guesses that we can revisit well, I saw the preview at the end of this episode already. Oh, they had a preview of this? There, Gosh, there was a preview. You, you, never, Monsters. You, you don't sit through the credits, do you? I don't, I don't do it. How I do know. you skip roundabout, man? I can't. I, I go, I, I I don't know. It's an earworm. I can't skip roundabout. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't think I said it, but we had 11.2 seconds of uh, mm. pre-credit uh, music before we hit the sepia. For the pillar? Yeah, before for, we saw the stone. Pre-sepia. Yeah. Precept you around about. So, what was the spoiler? What do you already know? Gosh darn it! I know it's going to be in America. Uh, yeah, Fivel. I think they said New York. I think it said it's going to be in New York. Yeah, so it's going to open in New York. I'll, I'll at least let you know that. Okay. Other than that, I guess we're going to have to find out what's going on in South America. Was yeah. that where that was supposed to be? Okay. And I guess we'll find out what Joseph Joe Star is all about. Oh, so they give the name. So they you already the, know the they, name. They yeah. gave a name and a pose at the very end. <laughs> so what are you hoping for in terms of just villains or because like how do you how do you think how do you top Dio in your mind? I don't know that like my first guess would have been that they're not even gonna stick with vampires. They're probably gonna pick a whole new kind of style of villain to go for at this point. And the way you talk about Haman, I thought they were gonna abandon it, but I guess we're still gonna get some more Haman in our future, or at least some more uh Yeah. What's the name of the fighting style? It's Sendo. Hamano. Sendo. We'll find out that Sendo is more than Haman. Mm. Mm. So yeah, we'll get we'll get some stuff uh, happening in the next one. We're gonna get some stuff. Is there anything you like you'd like to see more? Like, uh... so you know, this is this is two generations ahead. This is not Jonathan's son. This is his grandson. Okay. Because it's 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 a bigger time skip than that. Oh really? I, I, no, I didn't get that. Oops. Yeah. So this is take place in the 1940s. Okay. Or uh, early, late 30s, early 40s is where they, we're they, at. they put the date up there, but I didn't do the math. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because the, this ended in 1980, in 1889, so it's quite a bit of a leap. Okay. But yeah, I guess, I mean, it's ho- it's so hard to guess this show. I don't know. It's weird to say with this show where it's like, what do you think's coming next? Like a lot of other animes is like, it'd be pretty easy to guess. Like if we were going from one season of Kenshin to the other, mm-hmm. maybe it could be kind of easier to guess, but well, in the JoJo's... next season of Dragon Ball Z, uh, Goku's probably going to beat the big bad after leveling up in a new way. Oh man, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. All right. Well, they, that's a, a big extended episode. I'm so glad we did these three. I'm glad we uh, are about to jump into, I really love the even number Jojo's a great deal. Cool. I, I, I think uh, Jojo two is a really great, if you have lingering questions about some of the stuff they talked about in Jojo one, there's a deeper dive in Jojo two. Like some lingering questions. <laughs> I guess some is a wrong word, but yeah, I hope you're excited for it. Well, thank you, Matt. I'm really glad that we're sticking with this. We finished one Jojo. So one Jojo down currently four more to go because they've only done five so far in the anime. God, that sounds like so little compared to how many episodes that actually means. I know. When I was sending you text messages, I'm like, oh, if we do it this rate, we'll be done in October and then June. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, are you ready to, to get more bizarre? 
I'm excited for this. All right. So, so wraps up the latest edition of the Anime Book Club. Thank you, Matt. Awesome. Thank you.